And welcome to the all-new Disciple 167 podcast from Media Beep. If this is your first time here, then don't forget to follow me on your favorite podcast platform to ensure that you don't miss future episodes. Also, as this is my first episode this particular season, I want to find out from you, what are your burning questions? What are your challenges? What are the things that you want answers to or need help with that pertain to social media and digital engagement for churches. In this episode, I want to share with you the three types of posts you should be sharing on social platforms. See you on the other side. You know, since lockdown, I've been toying with this idea of supporting churches who might need that little bit of additional help in navigating this digital world that we find ourselves totally immersed in. When the church doors were closed, we needed to find alternative ways to deliver Sunday services. And other meetings that we had in the week, you know, we had to find ways how we were going to actually deliver these things. Many church leaders were caught short, especially those that didn't have the budgets for top-of-the-line equipment for pre-recording or streaming. And coming from a smaller church myself, I really wanted to help other churches that might have been in a similar position, had limited resources, and I wanted to share some tips on how to manage things like pre-recording with the smartphone, giving guidance on positioning, sound and lighting. I really felt it was important for us to get active and help each other in practical ways. It was certainly a time of uncertainty. And it was a time where we should have done well, I hope we did do well, by supporting and learning from each other. And I have to say, I did get a lot of positive feedback from people that uh, felt encouraged and uh, learned from some of the stuff that I shared during that period. Now, let's be honest. Historically, most of our churches have not been very invested in evolving accessibility when it comes to digital channels you know we might have a presence on social media we might do streaming services but in terms of using those the best of our ability may not really tick all those boxes when lockdowns came it forced us into a new way of doing church and at the same time it forced churches to take digital tools more seriously and move them from a category which was labeled nice to have to something that was actually a gentleman called Dave Adamson wrote a book called Meta Church and he said the church is experiencing the biggest communication shift in 500 years I tend to agree with him on that point another gentleman called Phil Bodel he wrote Rethink Communication and he talks about how the front door of your church is no longer just a physical address the front door of your church might be your website your facebook page your instagram feed and as many of us know the physical front door of the church is often the most difficult to enter whether it's the fear of judgment or the feeling of being unwelcome many people feel intimidated by the prospect of walking into a church particularly if they've never been to church before however with the advent of digital technology we as churches now have an opportunity to reach people where they are quote unquote in their pockets you see for too long churches and ministries we've been heavily focused one might even say unhealthily focused on promoting 
our message. And I'm not talking about the gospel message. What I'm talking about is your services, your events. What has happened is that for many of our churches, social media, the platforms that we use, they've just become another way for us to broadcast the latest news and events. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. You know, and we'll we'll talk about the best way of actually using these channels in, in a little while. You see, we've all got that one friend, haven't we, who always talks about themselves. It doesn't matter what the subject of conversation is. It always seems to circle back round to them or their family. If you don't have a friend like that, then you know what? You're probably that person. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get in trouble with you. Um, I conducted a recent audit of the social media post of a number of churches in my particular denomination, uh, a variety of churches and and ministries. Um, But what I found is that the overwhelming majority of churches do very little to encourage, inspire, educate, or engage people who are following them. On average, I found that 70 to 80% of the posts were promotional in nature. So, these churches are really just using their channel just as a broadcast model, just to make announcements and reminders about different events. Now, I've been there myself. I've done it myself. I'm learning, but I'm sharing with you what I'm finding out. So don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing you. I'm sharing information I found out and that I am trying to change myself. And I want you to be able to do that as well. You see, there's nothing wrong with promoting your church or your ministry. Uh, it's clear that social media offers us unique opportunities to, to connect and to serve the community and, and those people who are following us on those channels. But many of our churches, we focus 90% of our time and energy and efforts on getting, if you like, bombs on seats, you know? Um, we, we, we come together on a Sunday and we're, we're together for, what, one hour, one and a half hours, two hours, almost oblivious to the fact that there are another 167 hours remaining in the week that people might still welcome engagement. Now, yes, I know we have our midweek meetings, but with a little creativity, churches and ministries, we can use social media to inspire and educate our followers. We can build meaningful relationships. Yes, I know they're not real relationships, you know, the virtual, but they're meaningful. They mean something. Otherwise, people wouldn't spend time on these channels. We want to be able to build bridges with the people that we're serving. Let me ask you a question. What if churches could leverage social media and utilize other digital tools to help people take their first steps on a journey of faith? Even if that meant that person never sets foot in your church? That is the power of social media. You can be part of that journey in someone's life if we use social media sensibly and effectively. The first thing I would suggest churches look to change is content. I mentioned earlier that the overindulgence in promoting services and events, it may not be the best use of social media, particularly, certainly not for, you know, the the majority of your posts. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be promoting your events or your services. I'm just saying don't let these be the overriding feature of your content. I mentioned earlier on that I conducted an audit on churches in my denomination. Some of the churches I looked at, 100% of their posts were promotional. Now, I don't want to come over as negatively critical. As I mentioned before, I'm guilty of this myself. 
But the fact is, social media, it's a new beast. It's a new animal. These platforms, they're relatively new tools, and many churches, we're still figuring out how to use them effectively. No one has really taught us how we can make the best use of them. And I'm not saying that I've got all the answers, but I'm learning and I'm making adjustments in managing social accounts for a number of ministries that I uh, am responsible for. And I want to share my learning and insights with you. This isn't a competition. We're all in the kingdom. And if you win, then I win. So that being said, <laughs> I'm going to give you three types of posts that your church needs as a basis to your social media content. Number one, inform. Number two, engage. Number three, encourage. So let's go through these now. Number one, inform. Now, this is probably the most recognizable type of post for churches because while it's essentially about promotion, and we're all very good at promoting our church and our ministries, um, but promoting our, our um, events and ministries, it should be done with intent. Uh, the information has got to be useful. It must provide value. Uh, it's useful to have a call to action, a CTA, you might hear it called. Um, people need to know what the next step is. What do they need to do if they want to attend this that particular service? Do they go to the website? Do they click on a link? Um, you know, let people know what they want, what they need to do to take that next step. Yep. The informed type of post is perfect for events, for services, for volunteer opportunities, for baptism and membership classes, for upcoming sermon series or teaching series. Yeah, perfect for those kind of things. So that's the first one, inform. The second type of post is the engage type of post. Social media, as we know or should know, it's a two-way street. And churches, we would do well to ensure that we're listening and engaging with our audience. Now, this type of post should serve as a platform to engage with anyone that might wish to respond or to comment on the post itself. The, the engaged type of post is perfect for posing questions around a sermon topic or a teaching subject, life stories or testimonies, prayer requests, um, behind-the-scenes photos or video footage, Responses to current events or trending topics. Set list from your worship songs that were used in the Sunday service. Um, yeah, those kind of things, perfect. So we've got number one, inform. Number two, engage. Number three, okay. The third and the last post type I want to share with you. And let me just say this. There are probably other types of posts, other categories you could actually make up. But I think three is a good number. Yep. So the third type of post I want to share with you is the encourage type of post. Now, this is going to be helpful content, or at least it should be helpful content, that's going to inspire your audience with biblical truth. You know, we are, when we go on social media, we, we're surrounded by a sea of garbage that's just spewed out, you know, all over social media. There's a high chance that the, the encouraged type of post might be one of a few positive posts that people see. So it's a fantastic opportunity to actually put something positive, positive out there in the midst of all the negativity that people will be viewing on social media. It's perfect 
for Bible verses, for audio and video clips from sermons, for quotes from sermons, for inspiring quotes, um, tips for spiritual practice, helpful articles or books. You know, you might have certain suggestions of, of articles or books that you want to share for people to look into. Now, you might be asking, how often do you have to post? Now, to be fair, I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure that there's no magic number. <laughs> but research done by Pro Church Tools, it showed that churches with the most active social accounts, they tend to post promotional content no more than 17% of the time. Now, admittedly, this was an audit that covered mainly uh, churches in the United States of America and Canada, but I think we can safely use that as a barometer for the UK and for Europe. So, to ensure that your posts are not oversaturated with promotional posts or the informed type of posts, I would recommend that you don't take up more than 20% of your weekly posts with informed posts. So, as a guide, if you post five days a week, then no more than one of those posts should fall into the inform category. Now, if you post every single day, you know, Monday to Sunday, then you could potentially get away with three times a fortnight, you know? So this isn't written in stone. This is a guide. Now, if you can stick to these three types of posts, inform, that's your promotional type of post, engage, and encourage, you know, make sure there's a limit on your informed type of post, then I would say that you're in a great position as you'll be delivering a good variety of posts that all have different purpose and a different intent. They will draw different types of responses and you'll actually be moving from a broadcast model to more of a serving model. And I believe that's where we all want to be. You know, posting can, can be time consuming. You know, particularly if there's no plan. I've been there myself. I understand the pressure and the guilt that can build up when you're not consistently posting. And I'm not even just talking about having an application to schedule your posts automatically. I'm just talking about just generally, even just a sheet of paper or a spreadsheet where you've got a plan of what you're going to post and when. That helps so much. I've found personally that if I have a, a two-month plan, of what I'm going to post and on on what day I'm going to post them, it alleviates a lot of brain strain and emotional energy. That is a totally different episode. We'll have to look into that separately. In my next episode, I want to share with you more in depth about these three types of posts and give you some examples of what kind of stuff you can put in these posts. So we'll be looking at the inform posts, the engage post, and the encourage post in more detail in the next episode. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you, and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to an episode of the Disciple 167 podcast, lending a helping hand to churches 
to enhance and develop their presence on social media and digital channels. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn using at MediaBeepDigital or drop us a line, hello at MediaBeep.co.uk.